Hello, hi, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mawusi Raglan, known as Wu Rag. I'm here with a special guest today, and her name is Christine Narte, and she's going to share with us her story about overcoming abuse. And so I would like to welcome you to Christine. Hi, Christine. How are you doing today? Hi, well, I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, you are welcome. Thank you so much for joining us and to share the story that you experienced with the world and how you overcame your trauma. Because overcoming abuse, surviving abuse is very important because a lot of women don't make it out of it alive. So thank you so much for joining us today. So tell us, you're welcome. So tell us, what was your childhood like growing up? Oh my God, my childhood was really crazy. Um, imagine having two dysfunctional parents who can't be in the same room together or else they'll kill each other. So you can tell I really have a false sense of relationship at a very young age. Right. I understand that. I think most of us come from dysfunctional households mm -hmm. and parents that argued all of the time. And so yes. <laughs> it's something I think even as an adult, we still look back and like, oh my goodness, right? <laughs> <laughs> so share with us what would you like to share with the viewers today your thing so uh i want to share my story so it's something that had happened way back. so uh, i have been single for a while and i moved to a new place new work and then i met this guy who was older than me um i was 21 at the time and he was 28 and let's just say we started a romance uh, straight out of a fairy tale. Wow. Honestly, it was, yeah, it was really good. It started really amazing. It was, it was a dream come true. And honestly, it was too good to be true. Wow. And yeah, and I knew at that time it was really too good to be true. And I should have trusted my instinct from then on. Because, you know, the fairy tale ended right away, uh, just a few months in. Uh, he started being jealous and controlling, and then it escalated to the abuse. He started abusing me physically. Uh, I almost, you know, I almost actually, you know, want to end it right there. But he apologized, he made me feel like it was something that was one off or something that he wouldn't do again. So I gave him a chance. But I should have ended it right there and then. Um, and never let it escalate. And the physical abuse actually got worse. He started hurting me, started uh, physically abusing me more. Uh, the intensity actually grew. And it came to the point that I was so desperate. It, it's already affecting me, like my health, my emotional, uh, my emotional health. And my, my self-esteem, I wasn't feeling myself anymore. I was always scared. I was always afraid of making a mistake because I didn't want him to hurt me. It, it was like walking on eggshells every time. And then the physical abuse became sexual abuse. And at that time, I was already hopeless, honestly. I was so desperate to just get out of the situation. It didn't matter how I became suicidal. There was this one time that I almost jumped out of, you know, his house. And because I was really that desperate just to get out of the situation. But I'm really glad that I didn't because 
look at me now. I, I'm able to find a way to actually get out of this situation without hurting myself. And I'm really glad that, you know, it's over and I made it. I made it through it. Now, let's go back just a little bit. I'm happy that you made it too, Christine. We all are. I'm so happy and thankful for that. When you were going to jump out of the window, what took place that day? What had taken place? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, well, that incident, I had met with a few friends uh, consisting of men and women, uh, a really big friend group. And one of my male friends actually texted me just to make sure if I had gotten home safe. And to which uh, he or my boyfriend at that time actually read. And he insisted that I replied back with words like, um, I made it okay. Do you like me or not? Just to, you know, just to stir up something, I think. And um, when I refused, he actually took the phone from me and replied himself. And I was hoping at that time that my friend wouldn't reply back. But sadly, he did. (laughs) And he replied wrong. And he replied, uh, quote, uh, yeah, I do like you. And I have liked you for a while. I thought you knew, but don't worry, I'm not going to do anything because I respect your relationship. So that was what his reply was. And for me, I mean, for, for, for normal people, that would be okay because it means that he did like me, but he respected what I have, the relationship I have. But to my boyfriend at that time, it was disrespect. And honestly, after reading that reply, he's whole demeanor change and he was really scary and he like he wanted to hurt me. he wanted to you know honestly looking at him at that time I felt like he wanted to kill me because it made me for him I was cheating even though I wasn't so that's what took place and he started hurting me physically and that's the reason why I, you know, I wanted to jump out of the window because I wanted to escape that scene. I wanted to get out of the situation. So, but yeah, I, I'm really glad I did it, honestly. Oh, really me too. So what happened after? Did you stay with him? Well, physically, I can't go anywhere because at that time, uh, for me to be not be able to get out of the house or the room, he blocked the doorway. So he pulled me back from the window and he said sorry he apologized he made me feel like he didn't mean what he did to me that he only did what he did because I made him do it that I made him mad that everything that happened was my fault so I kind of you know I kind of do couldn't do anything and after the whole fight he actually forced me to to have sex with him, you know, because he said that after a fight, it's just normal for couples to actually engage in sex. Uh, even though I didn't really want to do it, he had forced me. And I want to emphasize on that. I, he forced me to actually do it. And right after the whole ordeal, I feel really bad. I, I honestly feel disgusted for myself. And I, I just wanted to get out. I actually made an excuse to get out of the situation, which he allowed me to probably to cool off. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he, I only escaped because he allowed me. Right, because you're, you're using the term he allowed me to. He yeah. had total control over you and he groomed Absolutely. you in order to get to that point. And that's what many men do. They'll groom you, get you to that point, And then 
have total control of you. They don't want you to have friends. They don't want you to have family. They don't want anyone to get close to you. They won't let you have male friends or mm-hmm. female friends. They keep you isolated. And so another thing he was doing, he was gaslighting. He was doing things to you, abusing you, and then turning it back around saying that it was your fault. And that's what most abusers, they do. Thank you so much for being here. This is amazing because you're, you're bringing awareness to the community and to the world. And most, it takes a lot of guts to tell your story. I'm very proud of you today. And this is yeah, your first really, sharing your story, correct, Christine? Has actually, it was just about to say that I'm really happy that uh, finally I get to talk about this because I honestly, this is the first time that I have spoken about what I've experienced publicly. I have never told anyone my story and it actually feels good knowing that, you know, it's whatever the things that I've experienced before, they weren't something that I've made up in my mind. Right. They were, you know, things that really happened and they were bad things that have happened to me. And, you know, I get to accept now that whatever, whatever, what he did to me was wrong. And I, I actually want to add to what you said earlier. Uh, it's really important for uh, people to recognize abuse because at that time, for me, I wasn't, I, I didn't recognize it. Yeah. Everything that he did to me, I believe him when he tells me that he's doing it for me. But, you know, I, I already have instinct. I already have feelings that I didn't like what he was doing, but I never trusted my gut. So I think for, for the others, it's really important to trust your gut. If you feel like whatever your partner is doing to you and you do not like it, it means it's not right. And you don't have to put up with that. You don't have to stay with that. You just have to trust your instincts. Yes, that's a very powerful statement that she said. You do have to trust your instinct, instinct ladies and gentlemen. And your body lets you know. You, you get the signals all over your body and definitely, you know, here in your mind, you know, you're intelligent. So, you know, you know exactly what goes on and what is going on. And you're not, no one's victim. Mm-hmm. You are free to pick and choose your story and getting out is the best way. Many women, children, and the men lose their lives on right now. About three or four people are being murdered today over domestic violence by domestic violence. And it's critical. We're seeing it worse and worse, especially during the pandemic. The abuse the abuse was that it's all high because they were stuck in the house with their abusers, ladies and gentlemen. So I do this show, we do the show definitely to bring awareness, to let you know that you can make it out. And so, Christine, how did it affect your self-esteem? What was that like for you when you were going through this? Oh, my self-esteem was way down, way down. It wasn't because I didn't feel beautiful. It was way down because I feel like I was dirty. That's how he made me feel. Like, 
I wasn't good anymore because I was damaged goods. He made me feel like no one's going to love me anymore because I'm damaged. And no one's going to love me the way that he did. He, that's what he instilled in my mind. And for a while, I thought I don't really deserve, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't deserve to be loved. I don't deserve to be okay. That I was a lowest, I was a lowest form of a person. And I, I was struggling for a while, honestly, you know, getting my self-esteem back, making myself feel um, better again. And most importantly, you know, forgiving myself. Yes, that's that's very important. He made me feel like everything that he did to me was my fault. He blamed me to the point that I actually blame myself as well. That I blame myself for allowing him to do that to me. So, you know, I think in order for, well, one of the ways that I got myself back, I would say, is I slowly started forgiving myself. And I think that's, one of the most important things that you have to do after getting out of the situation, whatever abuse you've experienced from another person, it wasn't your fault. Whatever you did, whatever mistake you've made, no one has the right to make you feel that way. No one has the right to tell you how to feel. If you're hurt, you're hurt. No one can tell you otherwise. What you feel is what you feel. Yes, you're right. Abusers work very hard, ladies and gentlemen, to keep their partners trapped into the relationship. And so it's very hard emotionally. I mm-hmm. know that's because they work very hard to do that and to keep you feeling that you are damaged good. So I am just honored and thankful that you by being so young you got out of it and let me ask you this christine were you able to move on past that and have other relationships or were you stuck and felt lonely and felt like no i can't do this were you afraid of your own choices that you would possibly make in your next relationship well at first um to be honest at first that's exactly how I feel. Like I can't be in another relationship because I don't, well, initially I don't deserve to be in a relationship or no one's going to love me anymore. But yes, I am in a great relationship right now. I've met a man who, you know, just accepts me for what I am. He's actually the only, I would say before, he's the only soul who knew about my past. Because he's one of the instruments who have actually helped me cope through everything. Because when I met him, I was still in the process of healing. I was still in the process of accepting things, recognizing the abuse and getting over it. And he helped me a lot. He made me see that what happened to me in the past does not define me as a person. That whatever had happened to me, I can still be loved. And yeah. I deserve love. And I, I deserve kindness. I deserve to be treated better. Yes. And that's the truth. Because the past, your past, it does not define who you are today. 
And I think most women and men, even children, they get stuck in their past. And I think that's why we have so much drug abuse, alcoholism, that plays a huge part in it. Most people, they start really blaming themselves and then they abuse them, their self, their, their self by sub, substance abuse and by mm-hmm. other harmful things, self-afflicting things. And they keep everything bottled inside. So sharing your story is really a huge step. It is a part of healing because, you know, a person doesn't heal overnight. One of the things you did say earlier is that you forgave yourself, Christine. That's important. Number one, we must forgive ourselves and then forgive the person that have done that to you so that you can fully move on and recover because it's all about healing. But number one is about forgiving. And so that was very, a really good key point that you made earlier, Christine. Now, <laughs> actually, I want to, I want to add to that, uh, yes. forgiving, forgiving him. Um, honestly, it, it's not about me forgiving him and forgetting what he did to me. It's more like me letting myself free from the hatred that I have for him because I don't want him to have anything on me. me hating on him. The energy that I would spend on him, he doesn't deserve it. Not at all. Mm-mm. So I would forgive him even if he didn't apologize because I don't want him in my life anymore. I don't want anything to have to do with him anymore. Not even a small or a tiny amount of energy for him. Right. You're not giving him credit or any kind of glory over a monster, right? That was nope. a monster, right? So that's why we, we forgive and we move on. And it's, it's not that, right, you, you're right. You, you don't have to literally forgive what he's done, like, right? But you have forgiven him enough to where you have set him free so that you don't have to be stuck in that past, stuck right back at that place in that dark place because my question did you have most women that uh, that experience abuse they don't share what was happening to them with their friends or family did you have friends or family at that time christine i do but you know being in my situation i was really ashamed of what was happening to me I didn't, I didn't have the heart to tell anyone, especially my parents. Uh, I do, you know, if I tell them what had happened to me, I know for a fact it will break their hearts. And I couldn't tell my friends because I was afraid of the judgment. Yes. Uh, I'm afraid that, you know, they would blame me for what had happened or they, they'd see me differently after, you know, knowing what had happened to me. So I never really got a chance to tell anyone. But I wish they had... You know, I wish they had seen the science because I was already isolated from them. I had bruises. I cover up bruises. I had scratches. I had like physical evidence that I was being abused. And at the time, I'm not blaming my friends. I'm not blaming my friends just to be clear. But, you know, a part of me wishes that they, they could have seen difference or the changes. And I wasn't quiet. I wasn't a quiet person. But I became quiet, I became aloof, I became isolated. So, you know, if, if you, if, you know, people watching right now, if you know someone who had a sudden change in personality, 
you know, try to talk to them. Maybe that's all they need. You know, it's something that I wish my friends had done at the time. Speak up, Christine. What did you say that last part? Speak up. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was saying um, it's, it was something that I wish my friends had done at the time. Because if one of my friends just asked me, I bet I would have spilled my soul because I was desperate. I wanted, you know, I, it was such a heavy burden. If someone had asked me, I would have, I would say I did. I would have shared the story. That's a true statement that you said. Yeah, you were suffering in silence. And, and those <laughs> are really good signs. If you do notice someone, ladies and gentlemen, that is starting to act a little different. You know that person is the life of the party and they're bubbly and they're outgoing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, abruptly, they're just silent and they're just, they're quiet. They're to themselves. They're not around the people and being social that they once were. That person they've lost and you notice something inside of them. It doesn't take much to find out hey are you okay what's going on I've noticed that you're being a little distant lately is everything okay yeah the small things matter the small things matter and I think what would be your message today for someone that is suffering in silence too Christine that is not telling their family members and their friends what's going on or that child that's getting abused that just need to have a voice what would you tell somebody so they could speak up I would say just just do it. You know, you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to just take it in. You need to take a step to to get out of the situation because if you don't, it will just escalate. It will just get bad. It will get worse. So you need to take a step and take a leap of faith to get out. You know, um, speak up. Don't be afraid. Talk to someone. You know, talk, open up. It'll help. It'll help. And this isn't this isn't it for you. There's more to life out there. You can be in a much much better place than where you are right now. There's hope. Yes, there is hope. Domestic violence is a crime, ladies and gentlemen. It is a crime. If someone is putting their hands on you, are they holding you hostage? They're isolating you. They're sexually abusing you by making you perform sex when you don't want to. That's raping you, ladies and gentlemen. That is for a woman, a child, or a man. It is a crime. Tell someone. We have so many people that's out here on the loose because they're the person that they're abusing, the people that they have abused. They have scared them so much to where their voice is silent. And you're, you have a voice. You have a voice. Share your story, please. Reach out to me so that you can come on the weekly podcast and share your story. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, and uh, yes. if you can press charges, press charges. Yes. You don't want them free. You don't want them doing what they did to you to someone else. So if you can press charges, press charges. Yes, Christine. Yes. On an average, three women die at the hands of a current partner that is being abusive towards them. 
every day someone is dying in the hands of a, a someone that's abusing them, whether it's a child being by a parent, a guardian, someone in the daycare, a spouse, a spouse, they're getting abused and they're dying in the hands of someone else. It's a crime. It's they're being abused. Yes, this was phenomenal today, Christine. You have just done an amazing job. This is Christine's first time telling her story. Yeah. And we want to give her a round of applause. Yes. We want to look at Christine and tell Christine you made it through. You are definitely a survivor. And we, pre we appreciate you coming out and telling your story, Christine. Yes. Thank you so much. And I hope that, you know, people who are suffering the same or have suffered the same experience that I have. Uh, I hope you too uh, help out. And if you're currently in the situation, just talk to someone, you know, talk to they, someone. They can reach out to you, Christine, right now. Can you? Oh, yeah. Share <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, please feel free. I am if I won't be able to reply to you right away, for sure, I'll reply. I'll try as much as I can. But yeah, you can contact me through email. That's uh, christinejoeynarte at gmail.com. Or you can message me on Facebook. I'm on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. You know, just message me anywhere. I'll try as much as I can to reply and help you out. If you just need someone to talk to, you can send me a message. Or if you're just you want help i'll try to help <laughs> yes but yeah send me a message yes miss christine Arte. we are so happy listen we have a domestic violence hotline number i have one for you if you are in an abusive relationship and you need help you need someone to speak to please call 1-800-799-1800-799-7233 1-800-799-7233 Again, the number is 1-800-799-7233. That is safe. And they also have it where you can text and leave a voice message. It's so many different options. And they will get you over to someone, a support group. They will get you help. Please do so. Please follow this page, Weekly Motivations, the podcast. And leave a review. Let us know how we are doing and how we can possibly get you on the show so that you can share your story with the world. <laughs> I am so happy, Christine, that you have definitely joined us today and shared your story because it takes a lot of courage to share your story, and that's what you've done today. And I want to leave you with a poem by Douglas Maylock. It's fine today. Sure, this world is full of trouble. I ain't said it ain't. Lord knows I've had enough and double reason for complaint. Rain and storm have come to fret me. Skies are often gray. Thorns and brows have come to beset me on the road, but say, ain't it fine today? What's the use in always weeping, making trouble last? What's the use in always keeping, thinking of the past? Each must have his tribulations, water with his wine. Life, it ain't no celebration. Trouble, I've had mine, but today is fine. It's today that I'm living out a month ago. Having, losing, taking, giving, as time willed it so. Yesterday, a cloud of sorrow fell across the way. It may rain again tomorrow. 
it may rain, but say, ain't it fine today? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going through something today, you don't have to no longer keep going through it. Today's your day. Today, you made it. And today, live the best day of your life. Life is what you make of it. And you are the storyteller. You are the author, the director, the actress, and the actor. You are the one. So live your life full. And come on, share your story. My name is Mawusi Raglan, known as Wu Rag. And we're leaving here today. Our special guest was Christine. And thank you for joining. Go ahead, Christine. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for having me here. I'm really glad that I was able to tell my story. And I hope there's more people who are going to share their story and start speaking up. So thank you again. Yes. And she's calling all the way from the Philippines. We are so happy that she joined us today. <laughs> Enjoy. I have. Bye. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs>